to sit in solemn silence on a dull dark dock in a pestilential prison with a lifelong lock, awaiting the sensation of a short sharp chalk from a cheap snippy chopper in a big black block. This is the blue man. This is the blue man group. This is the blue man group. Everybody, my name is Ron Ecstasy. You are listening to the Blue Men Group. I'm We're joined today up our radio voices. I'm joined today by my co-hosts Devin Welsh and John Bedrin. You know what I started doing? The Mario sounds as a warm up. Oh yeah, yeah. I was Can doing we... last night in the sauna. <laughs> Yippee! All that. I can do. I think I have to do it really loud though. I go. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That was that was my Mario impression. <laughs> Devin, That's can you really please, good. Can you, you please do one? Do one? Um, I can't. What noises does he make? Um. Okay. Well, thank you, Devin. Uh, <laughs> John, uh, you 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 did one yesterday. I heard you do one yesterday that you said uh, it it like it. I don't like it excites your uh, girlfriend Anna. Yeah, she loves it. I'm not trying to like make it weirdly sexual but um <laughs> what is the, that? What's uh, that one it's the one where he like falls and he goes oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i, I like do that one i like to just throw it in as a as a shock for the yeah, it's kind of like it's like a little dessert i don't know if i can I can't tell if i'm doing it right because i can't hear myself through the headphones but he's you know he's like hopping around he's going mm-hmm. wah, wah, <laughs> it's so good it's so good i love it that to, but it seems to crack her up every time yeah well i, I think it works for, for to. me too um well uh on that note i would like to uh, formally announce that uh this morning i was diagnosed with adhd uh by by a real educated doctor and um i think that uh you know I, I tend to talk about many different things. Uh, if you've watched the Ron Nexty News Network on Twitch, Wednesdays and Friday nights at 9 um, p.m. Eastern, <laughs> I tend to uh, jump around from video to video. Uh, John Bedron was over at my house yesterday helping me make some chiapino, which is a uh, Italian soup, uh, fish soup, originally from the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, and John noticed on my computer that there's probably about 30 tabs open at any point in time. Yeah. And then I minimized uh, Safari or Chrome or whatever. And your desktop is insane. <laughs> your desktop is just yes. only icons stacked on top of one another. It looks like somebody spilled <laughs> yeah. a deck of cards on the floor. <laughs> yes. So uh, the doctor agrees that it's becoming an issue. And uh, I, I, I'm forced to tell everybody on the audience in the audience of the blue man group that i am uh seeking help for this <laughs> mark uh or excuse me ron have you, no, you whatever you can, can call you me say ron, the mark. number of uh, unread emails you have currently uh sure um one moment please because that's what tips me off because you have like a little just a number in your browser toolbar and it's just yep. like 
<laughs> it's uh twenty nine thousand seventy five. Whoa, yeah, that's everything a lot. on everything on your computer is just screaming for attention. <laughs> yes, it's uh, <laughs> it's kind it's of constantly. nuts. People always come up to me and they tug on my pants and say, "Hey, Ron, you seem to have it all together. What's your secret?" And um, then I show them my desktop and uh, my tab situation, and they're they generally walk away pretty upset and uh, <laughs> unimpressed with everything that I've brought to the table. But uh, again, I am extremely happy. I'm getting some help for this. Uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, I have the the excellent support from my friends John and Devin. So, with that said, I would like to compliment both of you. Devin, I would like to start with you. Once again, your laugh is just infectious. I love it. I love when I can make you laugh. It makes me feel good. I just, I like the way you uh, carry yourself in Zoom. I like that you're always pushing <laughs> forward. I like that you're always trying to, you know, take it to the next level. And that's what, that's what makes you special today, Devin. Thank you. Thank you're you, welcome. Ron. Um, John, what can I say? Actually, what can, what, can I, what can I say? <laughs> uh, no, we hung out stalling, yesterday. Stalling. We, we hung out yesterday IRL. And do you want, John? It was just great. And I, I felt your warmth. I felt your compassion. We talked about the night where I was throwing up after drinking too much. And you, you got crossfaded. You rubbed my back. Like, yeah, was, people were smoking blunts in my house and stuff. And I was, it was just like, wild. it was too much. I didn't have lunch. And I only, <laughs> I only ate ceviche. Our dinner was a thin <laughs> soup. Yeah, and like not much. And there was not much. And I was like entertaining and stuff like that. And we were just like watching videos. And then, and then I started throwing up. And then John was so polite and like helping me and rubbing my back and stuff. Wow. And I was trying to tell him, to, I was like, I feel it in my body. It's like in my. He's like, that's okay. It's okay. So, John. He's getting the evil out. You were just a special guy. Thanks, Thank John. <laughs> Happy to do it. You know, last night you were a wonderful host. You're a oh, warm person. Thank you. And you know, Getting a glimpse into the uh, evil contraption that you carry around with you all the time, your phone and your laptop. It's incredible how focused you are, <laughs> considering everything that's vying for your attention. I know the chaos that is like <laughs> Gulf the scene, things your that digital chaos. Sees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> truly. <laughs> truly. Uh, Devin, Devin and I just this we had a Zoom call earlier today with a couple of other fellas, and uh, it was wonderful. I want to compliment Devin on being a very inclusive person taking me in with yes. his friends, starting this other group of men, adult men, who are <laughs> into some other business we won't talk about on the pod. Um, and, hell? you know, just bringing me along with that, just including me, and making me part of the group. That yeah. Great. No, thank you. And uh, compliments, yeah, thanks to... I feel like we're going to end up just reciting like the variations of the same compliments yeah. because... Yep. The interactions that we have with each other are so framed. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, oh, man. I only, it's like I'm, my mind's going back to the other time I interacted with John, which is the poetry group. It's like, John, once again, the poetry group. Yeah. And I also <laughs> wow. just said that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But now we know what kind of group it is for adult men. Thank you for oh, you true. know taking a chance, you know, uh, bringing, coming into a, a Zoom call full of strangers and joining up and uh um, that takes a lot yeah and ron the bravery to announce oh. that you have adhd uh thank you wonderful yes thank <laughs> you thank you it is wonderful it's wonderful 
But I mean, uh, well, I mean, first off, this thanks for the compliments. That was great, and it really, it really sets a tone for the show. And we, mm. we all know that uh, this is a, like a, you know, we we like to be polite to each other. We like to use our manners, and we like to boost each other up. You know, for every takedown, we like to give two push-ups, um, <laughs> just as a rule. Um, so anyway. <laughs> ADHD. I just keep looking at the word ADHD on my on my rubric, on on the thing that I'm supposed to be following, and I can't get to the next step. No, but the next step. So I know this is like a weekly show, but I wanted to try something here. Uh, this was all my idea. Um, I wanted to do kind of like a, a what happened today. Again, this was all my idea. No, I'm just kidding. I think Devin came up with this idea. Nobody think, noticed when I... I think John did. That actually. was my idea. Oh, John. Okay, so anyway, this yeah. is all my I'm idea. I'm more than just the bimbo. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Devin's the technical one. Devin also has uh, really golden pipes. He can sing very well. And um, <laughs> and uh, I'm kind of the uh, leader, dear leader, El Duce or Il Duce. I don't know, whatever. Il. Ill You're DJ. ill because you have ADHD. Yes, Ill. very ill. And uh, John's the himbo. He's very much the himbo of the group. Yeah. Um. But th- th- so th- I, I just wanted to talk about like things that happened on this day. And again, what I was saying earlier is like this is a weekly podcast. So like just use the day as a week. Can you do that in your mind, listener? Yes, you can. You're very smart. You're looking great too, by the way. Um. So th- on this day... October 16th uh, in history <laughs> was <laughs> the, the, the was day <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about was the, <laughs> day, was the day that baby Jessica got stuck in a fucking well now if you're not if you're not familiar with baby Jessica that's okay because really like this should be like a local news story at the time, but it became like a national news story all across oh. America. And then even on, on Wikipedia, it said CNN covered the rescue effort. And then President Ronald Reagan saying everybody in America became godmothers and godfathers to Jessica of Jessica while this was going on. So yeah. all you really need to know is That's she so just wild. got stuck in a well. And the president had to say something. <laughs> if yeah. you look back at American news media before 9-11 is just full of stories yes. of babies in wells and yes. almost weekly. <laughs> people with their hands caught in caught in jars and stuff like people that. People were not paying attention. Yeah. And it was it was very specifically like kind of the white suburban people, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, like because mm-hmm. those ones are like real media sensations. Um but hold on, let's let's hear what uh, the Associated Press has to uh, say about this. 1987, end of a 58 and a half hour drama in Midland, Texas. That's where rescuers free Jessica McClure, an 18 month old girl trapped in an abandoned well. And 1997. <laughs> that's it. That that's it. all they said. <laughs> <laughs> that's so okay. All right. Well, for so, the listener, there was a picture of baby Jessica being rescued. So yeah, the audio makes it sound like the baby just got stuck in the well, and that was it. Also, yeah. it's very funny. The Wikipedia page that Ron has up. If you go to the top, it's for Jessica McClure, baby Jessica, born March 26, widely known as Baby Jessica in quotations in yeah. 1987. <laughs> Yeah, I imagine like she orders from Chipotle or whatever, and they're like, "And can we get your name?" <laughs> She's like, <Yeah>. "Baby Jessica." <laughs> <laughs> this one, they one's know free. exactly. 
they know exactly where she is or or just like living with her and it's like uh hey jess could you go get something from the basement she's like yeah i don't know i don't know if i'm gonna go down there <laughs> so like can't come back up you need to get the rescuer back but then like i don't know the wikipedia page like it you can just see how like politicians like obsessed over this baby to like there's a, we're looking at this photo where uh, George H.W. Bush apparently put his glasses on baby Jessica and is smiling as though he's going to eat her. Yeah, that's what I was like. actually going to say. It looks like he's about to bite into her neck. Yeah, it's a very like Kennedy-esque smile, you know, like toothy grin, but uh, wildly open mouth, like uh, <laughs> disturbingly so. It's almost like a, uh, he's about to unhinge his jaw like a, like a snake. Yeah, like Saturn a, devouring baby Jessica. But it it looks like here that baby Jessica was from Midland, Texas, which is where George W. Bush and Laura Bush lived. It's where Laura hmm. Bush ran over somebody. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> oh, you don't know that story? Uh, I like that. I like doing the like, oh, you don't know that one, John? Yeah. Uh, Laura Jessica Bush. Laura's aunt. She ran, ran down. Yeah. Ran down baby <laughs> yeah. Jessica's aunt. I mean, maybe. So, uh, yeah, Laura Bush's fatal accident. Snopes. True. A teenage Laura Bush <laughs> caused the death of a classmate in an automobile accident. Oh, yeah, I did hear about this. That is true. So, Laura Bush, you may remember her as George H.W.'s life partner. Sorry, George W.'s <laughs> life partner. Um, and, uh, yeah, she, she uh, killed somebody. <laughs> In May 2000, a two-page two police report pertaining to a fatal accident that had oh. taken place near Midland, Texas. The guy's name who, who was killed was Michael Douglas. Wow. <laughs> like the actor? Yeah. Same spelling. Uh, sorry, I got... Well, that's yeah. not too crazy of a name to spell. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, wait, it was made public and... In only in 2000, but in it happened in 1963. It contained information that the 17-year-old Laura Welch. Oh, is was, she a uh, Welch heiress? Before Welch she, she had run a stop sign, causing the death of the sole occupant of their vehicle hers had struck. Holy shit. Like what? I want to know what, sedan. what street. I would love to know what street and look at it. It's probably like Big Spring ooh, Street. Right turn for Big Spring Spring Street. Can we find that on the map? Bruce Spring Street. <laughs> um, so for by the way, for everyone listening along, yes, uh, Ron did record is recording this and we'll take it in to validate for his ADHD prescription. Uh, we were talking about baby Jessica. Yeah, and now we're, we're in the middle yeah, of we're this, demonstrating uh, Midland, Texas. We're I know. demonstrating your ADHD with this treatment of baby Jessica here. I know. And then th this is the thing. Like, this now is a pretty insane intersection. I don't know if this is the exact intersection, but um, I'm going to say yes, it is. This is like the whole uh, object, like thing that I do on the Ron XC News Network is just jump from thing to thing. Now that I've been professionally diagnosed by a doctor <laughs> with uh, attention deficit hyperactive disorder, uh, I wonder if the stream will be the same. Probably. Yeah, it'll be, we'll be fine. Okay. So let's just pretend that. She was taking her right-hand turn, and then she killed her friend. <laughs> and uh, that's what happened in Midland, Texas. Uh, Drive-in theater, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. just be a handsome boy with a beautiful smile, it says. Just be careful driving Oops, true. with uh, Laura, Laura Bush. 
So baby Jessica, we're looking at the Wikipedia page here and and so she fell into a well. She was in there for 56 hours and then she got saved. But then the Wikipedia page says, see also. Um, and then there's a list of people of a child oh, who yeah. died after falling into a well in 1949, 1981, 2019. So children falling into wells can be a deadly event. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. I mean, it, they would have. You'd think it would be difficult for a baby to get into a well, but I guess it was, you know, shockingly easy. It's like um, narcissists. Am I right? Just seeing all the way down to the bottom of the well, your own reflection. <laughs> children with excellent eyes. Like, Wait a second. That's, yeah, night vision children. I, I like I, the in popular culture section in Wikipedia always, and this one, this tidbit is gold. In 2010, blues musician Charlie Musselwhite released an album titled The Well. In the oh title song, he credits McClure's ordeal for inspiring him to quit drinking. Oh, whoa. <laughs> That's like so wild. Like in 2010. Like well after. Yeah. Like well after. JB, Jessica McClure's story. Like he just found out about it that year. Yeah. To quit and he's like, I should stop drinking. I think that baby was drunk when it fell into the well. But I mean, also, I would imagine that when the uh, Thai boys were stuck in the cave, mm. somebody they should have like in as like a consultant for zoom is Jessica McClure. She could kind of discuss. She's like, listen, I've been yeah. in a similar situation. <laughs> um, you know, I was in well, uh, didn't turn out well for me, but, and then stuff like that. And there's like a translator trying to translate those like puns or whatever. Uh, so yeah, following McClure's rescue uh, on October 16th, 1987, surgeons had to amputate a toe due to gangrene. That sucks. Uh, Jessica carries a scar on her forehead where her head rubbed against the well casing. And despite the incident and 15 subsequent related surgeries, carries no firsthand memory of the events. Hmm. Her parents divorced Strange. in 1990. That sucks. Strange. I wonder if this is like a bubble boy situation. She can't remember it because it never happened. Right. Falcon Heaney. Um, well, also paramedic Robert O'Donnell committed suicide in 1995, suffering post-traumatic stress disorder after the rescue, struggling to cope with the event and the subsequent decline in attention. Wow. To him? Like his attention for himself? He wanted to be a hero. Like, hmm. bro, Robert. Weird. Okay. That is wild how, uh, yeah, before 9-11, you could have, like, a whole life because of one small news incident. Right. You were the only hero. That, like, right. not like every... Richard Jewell. Right. Like, 9-11 democratized the hero, in my mind, where everyone just became a hero. And, and, like, I mean, subsequently, every single movie was about superheroes, and it was just, like, really mm. imprinted on everyone's brain. Like, if you're not a hero... like. You know, <laughs> all cops are heroes. Like, yeah. no matter what they do, every single military member, hero, you know no funny? matter what yeah. they do. I was driving down, uh, I don't remember where it was, doesn't matter, but I passed a urologist's office, and I'm assuming hero. that they're not, like, you know, on the front lines of COVID, but they <laughs> still had the heroes work here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, they're just testing urine. I mean, I feel like yeah. it's kind of safe to work there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> showing your dick to a hero like being um, a clerk at like a urologist's office is heroism now. I yeah i mean but truly so everyone's a hero and like before 9 11 
uh, Robert O'Donnell was like the only hero for years until he uh, committed wow. suicide, unfortunately. But um, prayers yeah. out for Robert O'Donnell and his family. Yeah, let's uh, let's think about him. Uh, him. He did uh, more of so his life than I did. I never saved a baby. That's true. In May 2004, McClure graduated from Greenwood High School in a small community near Midland. Uh, then she married Daniel Morales at the Church of Christ in No Trees, Texas. <laughs> Famous <laughs> for... They should have moved to No Wells, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, they met at a daycare center uh, Oh, where she worked with his sister. They have two children, a boy born in 2007 and a girl born in 2009. Okay, so... So she wrote that sentence. I wonder what kind of... Uh, <laughs> I wonder what kind of water they have. Um, <laughs> when McClure turned 25 on March 26, 2011, she received a trust fund comprised of donations from around the world, which she discussed using for her children's college and which she used to purchase her home less than two miles away from the well she fell into. Hmm. Man, nice, imagine nice like... wrap up to the story. Yeah, like going to that well with baby Jessica, like now, mm-hmm. like 2020 style, be like... Why don't we take a visit? <laughs> I would love it's probably to a Whole Foods now or something. <laughs> it's a condo, <laughs> just one condo, <laughs> and it's got that like new new condo style. So yeah, yeah well, we we've just been thinking a lot as a group, as the Blue Man Group, um, about baby Jessica. And I would I I implore you, I encourage you, the listener. Um, by the way, you're looking great. I don't know if I mentioned that, listener. You are looking great. Uh, but just to think about baby Jessica and the well. And um, her husband, David Morales, um, and um, paramedic Robert O'Donnell. Those are all people we've been thinking about. On this day in history. On this day in history. All right, so we are extremely close to the uh, U.S. election, which I've been uh, just realized it's around the corner. I haven't thought about anything in four years. And now uh, it's going to be election time. And um, one of my favorite stand-up comedians, Donald J. Trump, uh, was just working on some material around the country. He's doing his uh, um, you know, in-person uh, big rallies again. It is funny to see, like, a lot of people are wearing masks, I guess, but they do say MAGA. Um, yeah, and the masks look really weird. Like, yeah, they like are a weird very thing weird. That hangs down around like the jowl. They're like bandanas. They're like they're they're. You know how how uh, Trump has that like jowly like neck vagina thing? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's maybe it's like recreating that or like mm-hmm. it's it's like the turkey In solidarity. Thing. Yeah, it's like the turkey. Blah blah blah. It also looks like a pair of men's bags. underwear. It, yeah, it, does. it does look like some some uh, briefs. Yeah, That's I think it's an oat feed bag. But I think they're all chomping down in those masks. <laughs> yeah. They all have snacks. Okay, so I think this. I'm going to play a clip. Um, and the uh, the title of the clip again. This is from the Associated Press, a trusted source of ours. 
um, right off the wire. Uh, Trump, please, with suburban women, please like me. Now, <laughs> who is behind him in this video? White women. All women. There's not a man in sight, <laughs> yeah. which is real interesting. But uh, it seems as though he's really pushing for uh, suburban women to like him. But I don't know. I, I thought this was very funny. And let's. I think he's you. softening his image. Oh, yeah. So can I ask you to do me a favor? Suburban women, will you please like me? <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking insane. That's so funny. I saved your damn neighborhood, okay? The other thing, I don't have that much time to be that nice. You know, I can do it, but I got to go quickly. We what? don't have time. They want me to be politically correct. Oh, yes, let's discuss it. Let's talk about it over the next 10 years. No, no, no. Now, we saved your, you, we saved suburbia in the U.S. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> is he talking about? He's, he's completely unhinged. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't even More really so know what he was he's addressing. Before, I feel like. Yeah, it's to me. I I really do think that like whatever these steroids are that he's taking, like I do think that they're just jacking. He's like just fucking jack me up till election day, just like, and I yeah. I, I think it's going to be like a yeah, Rob Ford situation. It's like Rob Ford who 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 like up until his election, he just or I don't know, I don't re actually remember exactly when he passed away, but it was like he was in public for. A while then all of a sudden he just like dropped dead he just like right. ran out of batteries yeah i mean yeah it completely makes sense that you know yeah it's just like f feed him whatever he whatever you have to feed him <laughs> yeah three weeks yeah. like he's got yeah. three weeks just like get it just come on drug me up let's do it all right let's finish this i got rid of a regulation that was a disaster and it was very unfair. And you've been reading about it for a long time. It's been going on for a long time. <laughs> long time. Just not even talking about anything. He's like, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, it became yeah. much worse under Obama and Biden. Okay. And I think we're going to see that the women really like Trump a lot. That's happened last time. Remember? <laughs> remember last four years? <laughs> remember? <laughs> that's like what that's his final pitch is like remember yeah he's yeah. he's totally like inherited the jeb legacy where he's yeah, like low energy he's like jeb yeah he's become yeah. super jeb super jeb yeah he he's like he's uh, a few, just extremely low energy and also yeah. like john we were watching john, john and i were watching bar rescue last night and um <laughs> uh the commercials in between were trump commercials Right. And they were just low energy commercials. They're no they're mm -hmm. not good. They're like yeah. and like obviously they're not good. But I'm saying like they're not even saying anything. They're it's like they've given up, it seems. Maybe. I don't know. We'll we'll get to that's, that. That's kind of the way this this campaign is starting to feel is that he's he's just not in it. Yeah. Like yeah. the fact that he's he's doing the Jeb lines that he eviscerated like Jeb for and one on now, he's doing them. Speaking it's of bar over. rescue person that we should be fearing as a as you know a demagogue of the future is john taffer john Absolutely. taffer although john taffer if you if you watch two or three episodes you see a soft side of taffer he really unloads on you and then he comes in with like a teddy bear yes teddy see, bear that's, charisma that's why he's a more effective taffer apologist it's true i am a taffer apologist but i do i do fear the the wrath of uh, taffer once once, well, first off, he ignored my tweet, so I don't like that. And um, yeah, not he's a friend of the show currently. 
No, he's 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 on our enemy list right now. We should get him to bar rescue our pod. <laughs> yes, we need it. <laughs> Three pod episodes in, we need the. <laughs> Years ago, they said women will never vote for him. I said, why am I so bad? They said the women will never vote. Then I got 52%. They said, what the hell happened with the women? <laughs> Except this time, see, this is much easier. You damn well better vote for me, Pennsylvania. You better vote for me. Yeah, he's like winding down. He's like, you better, better damn vote for me. Yeah. <laughs> and his new... New... Um, Oh, there he goes with his dancing. He he now exits on uh, YMCA. Oh my God! That is such a. Uh, that is such a, his era, like not like a nod to like '90s, '80s America. But hold on, like that song was every every event ever was YMCA. Isn't the YMCA about? Uh, being and gay and, and hooking yeah. up at the YMCA like sleepover yeah. places. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the Trump campaign has p- used a lot of songs um, where it's clear they've willfully ignored the meaning of the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it born in the USA? Was also one. Yeah, or like, or just like you can't always get what you want. I thought that was right. So yeah, that was so good. Like yeah, so very fun. odd choice. <laughs> Yeah, it like, doesn't seem like the most intuitive slogan for a political campaign. Not at all. And and you know, like the uh, the Clinton campaign famously in in 1992 or 94 famously used Fleetwood Mac, and that was like considered like you know heavy boomer energy at the time, where boomers were just starting to take over. Right. And they're like, wow, like Fleetwood Mac as a political song. That's yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now so we're in cool. 2020. Yeah, exactly. And now we're in 2020 and they're doing YMCA. Yeah, we're going back in time. <laughs> because I guess yeah. there was, I, I don't know if you saw this, like, but there was the, uh, this like uh, the American people instead of the uh, village people. It's a uh, parody song. Oh, no. Um, oh, yeah. And so that's, this is Stark. why, this is why it's like taken is off. nothing now. sacred? Uh, no, John. Let's listen to this. I have to do a MAGA version of YMCA. Come on. Come on, man. <laughs> Bigger beat. Young men, walk away from the hate. We're all human. And we don't segregate. Just like women. Don't make America great. Oh, bad. God damn. <laughs> and then it's horrible. And then what we're watching right now is uh, it's kind of like the, a fantasy video where all of the democratic po- political leaders are superimposed onto these characters as if they're all dancing with Trump. Everyone's all in it together. Yeah, the yeah village, he's like won them over. The village people were like Bernie's the uh, worker guy. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Joe Biden, somebody else. But did you notice that Elizabeth yes. Warren is the Native American person in the yes. in the group? Which, yes, I did notice that. Which they, that's a big I, big laugh, big laugh. I mean, um, I somebody Minecraft player is the pinned top comment. Um, one year ago, I showed this to my whole family. They loved it so much. The sound of their laughter was huge. Well, clearly, this is what will usher in the red wave. Yes, yeah, this, seems- this version of the YMCA song is going to sweep America. It's going to be 1987 again. Babies are going to be falling into wells, and everyone's going to be voting for Donald J. Trump. Well, John, I'm I'm, I'm impressed uh, you brought up uh, the red wave because uh, our trusted source Devin Welsh on the uh, show, co-host, um, sent you. me this. Sent us this. Uh, Helmet Norpoth. <laughs> A man by the name of Helmut Norpoth. I didn't laugh. Um, Helmut's a very normal name. Dr. Helmut Norpoth is is the source of uh, a lot of chatter on Twitter uh, as of late. Um, Yeah, Dev, can you you, uh, give us a pressy on this? uh... Yeah, so Dr. Helmut Norpoth's election model is based on turnout during the primaries. And um, according to the Twitter user Blake Linton, Mm -hmm. it produces the correct result for 25 out of the 27 presidential elections that featured primaries, and it predicts a red wave in 2020 with an electoral map that looks like this. And the electoral map predicts 362 um, electoral college delegates for Donald Trump and 176 for Joe Biden, including Donald Trump winning the state of New York, uh, Florida, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Michigan, yeah. Wisconsin, Michigan, Wisconsin, all of the, uh, the the former blue states. Except so yeah, if if Doctor Helmut Norpoth has predicted the past twenty five of twenty seven presidential elections, how many? How, he, how old is this guy? No, well, he hasn't. So I saw this. He he doesn't predict. He's only like been predicting them since like the mid nineties or something. Yeah, oh. he doesn't predict, but but his Sorry. his his, his formula produces the correct yes. result. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and if this is, I mean, the model, the, the, the map that we're looking at is like extremely red Mm -hmm. and 362 delegates over 176 is a trouncing. I mean, that's like FDR levels of like landslide victory or, or like Reagan in, um, when, when, when he was against like Mondale or something and, and, only yeah. that Mondale only got Minnesota and, and Reagan got every other state. <laughs> like that's fucked. Yeah, I know. I, I, so that's what, that's what, uh, that's what Mr. Dr. Norpoth suggests. Dr. Yeah, Devin, you were saying that he sounds like a, uh, uh, a sounds like a, the name of a character. A from a Thomas character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it sounds Dr. like a made up name. I really don't Tom think he's Norpoth. real. Oh, Maverick we have a modeler. Maverick modeler. That's Here cool. He is. But he's always on uh, Fox News, whatever that that might tell you. Mm-hmm. So Not I guess sure. he got he got 2016, right? He uh he predicted that. Yeah, I guess he did say that he was right about 2016. I don't know how accurate he was, though. I wonder. I mean, more accurate than um. It Silver, is true that Nate more. Silver. It is true that like more people in Michigan voted in the Republican primary than in the Democratic primary. Hmm. Which is kind of wild. Yeah. Well, Dr. Helmet 
uh, Norpoth is an inspiration <laughs> to all <laughs> people who uh, predict uh, and use models for things. What we're trying to say here is... It's yeah, funny. what we're He's, trying to say here is that, that you know we're proud of him for predicting the red wave, and we you know we hope it comes true just so he can keep his streak going. <laughs> I'm uh I'm I'm seeing a picture of Dr. Helmut Norpoth, and he's a sandwich in between two Fox News like women, mm -hmm. and um two beautiful I could, women. Yeah, I Very could beautiful. I could I could predict him saying like uh, these are my models. And the like, this is how he uh, predicts Maverick model. Right, uh, right, right. Like he's probably like a guy like that because that smile. He looks very happy in that picture. He does. Um, men, are we threatened by the red wave as a blue men group? Are we, is this is this something that we should be concerned about? John, that's a great question. Something to <laughs> consider. I, I have no, I have no answer, John. Is, there, I have is a red wave answer. America have a future for the blue men group? Well, I, uh, you know, when any news article headline starts with a question, the answer is always no. So then we could be a red man group and we could smoke weed and yeah, and yell at each other. Yeah. Um, well, I think that, um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm excited. I think that, uh, on election night 2020, um, the battle for the White House, <laughs> um, the Blue Man Group, I, haven't discussed this with any of them, but uh, hopefully we can have a little online communique where we kind of come in together and uh, give uh, the Ron XC News Network viewers some insight as to what we're thinking. And you know that Dr. Helmut Norpoth, um, we're going to be talking about him or maybe uh, a facsimile of him will be on the show. I think yeah. what we should do is be our own Dr. Norpoths and record a show the day before the election where we make calls on every state yes uh presidential That's outcome cool. and yes and then we see how well we've done after the election i yes. love it we'll create a metric and a model and we'll apply it to every state and we'll see how it turns out and i think we should put a little bit of money on this i think that would be fun to put you know 20 bucks down on the line or something yeah, amongst ourselves yeah. We'll, yeah, find, yeah, yeah. we'll find our differences and then we'll wager on those yeah, I don't know exactly how that works. I get I get really confused. I made a uh, I made you a just list. send me the money and then I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I once made a list of of phrases and words I don't understand and showed John and John said that they're all uh, gambling phrases. <laughs> so yeah, over I, under <laughs> was one that you were really perplexed by. Call your bluff. I was like, I don't really get what that means. <laughs> um, I figured out most of them though recently. I've uh, sat down and figured them out. Good. But yeah, those, I, those, I, those will come in handy on election night. Yes, I agree. I do think that Dr. Helmut Norpoth. Okay, hold on. I would just like to hear if he is, because Norpoth is not German name, but Helmut is. Yeah, I would like to just him. hear if he is. So this is a video um, from 2016, November 8th. So like a week after the election in 2016, titled Professor Helmut Norpoth on why he predicts a Trump victory. Wait, what? Let's say about 200 years of elections, uh, oh. the swing of the pendulum and 200 years of elections and 100 years of primary elections. No, he sounds German as hell. Wait, wait, let's yeah. hear Let's hear the full let's hear the full clip. At point to Donald Trump as the winner. There are certain patterns in those elections like like the swing of the pendulum after two terms. OK, very, very predictable. And especially if 
somebody like, like Obama who has been president did not do as well in the re-election as he did in the first time. That usually points to a turn down and a change in the next election. Turn down for what? <laughs> That's what I ask. Yeah, you're, you're not going to see Dr. Helmut Norpoth on any, um, you know, anything but Fox News, I guess. Oh, Russia Today. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. University of Michigan and the Free University of Berlin. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So he's so lived he's in Ann Arbor. He's probably into techno then. Yeah, he's like, I love uh, Trezor. I go party with Dmitry Hegman, uh, <laughs> listen to some of the early, I like some of the early uh, Plastic Man. I know he's from Vinza, but that's okay. It's cool. It's cool. It's very cool. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Dr. Helmet, thanks for your service. We love you. Uh, no, we don't. Um, we'll be seeing you on election night. Yeah, we'll be pretending to be our own Dr. Helmet Norpas. And I do not want you to forget that name because we're going to be keep on repeating the name Dr. Helmet Norpoth. Uh We're going to outdo. Uh, Dr. Norpoth on election night. That's what we're going to try. Yes. And one of the things that we want to be keeping our eye on in particular here is uh, we remembered and we're talking about um, an unlikely uh, election personality, uh, political candidate, maybe, I'm not sure, but somebody named D's Nuts. Right. Yeah, D's Nuts has been, I mean, where, when was Surging like, in the polls. Yeah, I mean, D's Nuts was like, uh, uh, like primary season, I think, in South Carolina, I believe. D's Nuts was polling in like third place like a while ago. But, you know, when, when, there's, when there's candidates who you're not really that psyched about, and it seems as though um, people, I mean, in 2016, it was one of the lowest like approval ratings of the candidates. You know, people just didn't like either candidate. That's why there was extremely low voter turnout. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe that will happen again this year. But um, a lot of people write in, you know, whoever they want. Mickey Mouse is a big one. I know Donald Duck um, or Daffy Duck, whatever. Uh, but yeah, D's Nuts has become, I think, the millennial version of that. So, I mean, um, we do need to be keeping an eye, eye on how many write-ins D's Nuts gets. That's and, a kind uh, of sing, a single metric by which one can make a number of determinations about <laughs> the American society. Yeah. Yeah. True. He's running for President Bush, Trump, Clinton. Okay, you've heard of those names, but a lesser-known independent's name is taking the internet by storm, and that name would be dun dun dun. dun D's nuts. Yep, you heard me right. He's gaining traction in North Carolina with nine okay, percent of voters saying they'd vote for him wow. in a hypothetical race between nine percent. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, he would get nine percent. Well, this candidate, that's not his real name. He's actually a fifteen year old from Iowa, <laughs> but he has filed with the Federal Election Commission. Good for him. He run for president fifteen? I don't think so. Oh, okay, here's an interview with these nuts. Donald Trump's Friday night rally is expected to trump them all. The demand to see the GOP frontrunner is no so high, organizers in Mobile, Alabama, moved the event to a 40,000-seat football stadium. Keep in mind, this from 2015. Yeah. They're going to end up not... being 30 to 40,000 people in Alabama. As Trump continues to surge in the polls, there's a new candidate gaining ground, and his name is causing a big stir. <laughs> First name is D. 
Last name, Nuts. D's Nuts. D's Nuts is polling at 9%. A North Carolina poll. <laughs> but the fact that the like, news media, mainstream yeah. news media, is reporting on D's Nuts. It's so funny. With a straight face. <laughs> Local this news is people why. to like... This is why Trump got became you know got so much media coverage in 2016 because like they were chomping at the bit to cover D's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Puts Trump in first with 40 percent, Hillary Clinton at 38 percent, and Mr. D's nuts <laughs> in third with nine percent of the vote. We kid you not. I'm Brady Olson. I'm 15, and I'm the presidential candidate known as D's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Farm boy. Check out the form he used to register as a candidate. His name is really listed as D's Nuts. Are you surprised this has gone this far? When I filed it, I was just like, this will sound funny. I also spoke with Brady's mom, <laughs> Teresa. What do you think about the name he's chosen? Well, actually, from what I understand, that was a name that his 12-year-old brother came up with. The late night comics are having a field day with this presidential contender. If there's one thing this country needs, it is a president nuts. Uh, I love jokes like that. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, there we go. That's uh, there's another uh, another video. D's nuts gaining momentum in presidential race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this wow. is the fake news media. <laughs> yeah. It, like literally, that is like what fake news. Like it's not news. This is not news. This is legit fake news. And also his little brother did not invent D's nuts. Right. I'm like, sorry. come on. Yeah. Hey, mom, I've got a few other lies I can tell you. Kid probably smokes cigarettes in his bedroom, too. He like blames it on <laughs> some kid. But I wonder what he's doing now. In school. Yeah, he's like, what, 20, 20? He's 15. He's president. running for office. What was his name? Whatever. We can find him. I later. can't remember. <laughs> we'll yeah, follow we'll up on D's yeah, follow. Where, yeah, please. Uh, there'll be an addendum that uh, we need to research where D's nuts at and uh, how, <laughs> how, he's, how he's doing. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we got a one, one last story here. We want to uh, run by you on the Blue Man Group. Um, just a little sprinkle <laughs> over your. Uh, face or something like that um this is a local news story for uh us detroiters out there uh i saw this headline the other day detroit woman says she woke up to pastor peeing on her on plane so i remember when i first saw the headline i had to read it like six times because i didn't i was like she, like they were sitting on the like okay but this is the thing a well-known pastor like he's well known from North Carolina is accused of relieving himself on a sleeping woman in the back seat of a Delta plane as she returned from Detroit uh, from Las Vegas. Okay, I like so how like, they frame it as relieving himself. And the back seat of a plane? Like what? It's like <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. it's not like a fucking like Wait, AMC yeah, the Gremlin. Seat. <laughs> so weird. Like who wrote this? Yeah, two, two people wrote this. Okay, so Alicia Beverly had just spent, had just spent, that's, uh, I hate the way it was written. Alicia Beverly had just spent a great time in Vegas and could not wait to get home Monday night. Oh, they were on the red eye flight and pretty much everyone was asleep, including her. Is uh, that yeah, not is just like a high school student? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is that not like an insane pretty much everyone was asleep. two sentences? 
Like, what is that? I wonder if it's just written by like a, an algorithm or something. Yeah, like bot oh. written or something. Yeah. I mean, there's two names. D- there, two people allegedly wrote this. Um, Alicia said she was curled up in a back seat. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> is this back what seat? What is that? <laughs> There's no back seats on planes. Yeah, they're all the There's back seats. There's not one. There's <laughs> yeah. no, like, yeah. every seat. You're all the behind the fucking pilot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not like we're assuming she was flying the plane. Okay. Uh, yeah, this must sister. be an AI. They, or, they just think of cars. It's like car language is all they have to go on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they, they're like, what is the object that they were in? It's like plane or car. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, Alicia said she was curled up in a back seat next to her sister when suddenly she woke up to the feeling of being urinated on. Oh, it the felt warm. <laughs> like on the side of me, I felt something warm, she said. <laughs> in her sleepy haze, right at eye level, she saw something very unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> I jump up and I see his private area out and I screamed and that woke everybody up, Alicia said. By that time, I actually looked at him and I see him shake himself off and I'm like, this man just peed on me. I look and there was a puddle of pee in the seats. (laughs) Uh, Uh, She screamed and got the attention of everyone on the plane, including an off-duty officer who rushed over and restrained the man, a (laughs) well-known pastor from North Carolina. (laughs) They keep saying he's well-known. No, say his. I would love to know who he is. According to sources, the pastor had an apparent reaction to a sleep aid. A sleep aid. He didn't say anything the whole time. He was just standing there. He was having problems with his eye mask. And he couldn't see where he was peeing. <laughs> yeah. That was the problem. That was with his sleep aid. Um, um, can, we, can you play that little clip of the... I love hearing this stuff. Stories like this in non-regional accents. Yeah, here we go. This is the uh, Fox 2 Detroit uh, local news broadcast of the... Uh, well-known pastor, very, very well-known pastor from North Carolina, peeing on Alicia Beverly. It was the red-eye flight from Las Vegas. Pretty much everyone on board was sleeping. One woman in the back was woken up in the most disturbing way. I've never been more <laughs> coming home. In the back. Detroiter Alicia Beverly could not wait to get back, ironically, from Sin City. It was just a gross trip. What? What? <laughs> what is happening? Like, <laughs> Why is everyone's putting so much like color on this story? It's, yeah. it's already about being pissed on. Like, you don't have to like ironically back from sin city yeah, yeah. Like, but what is the irony there i don't i don't there's think a there's on the plane because but it's like it, you don't expect to get peed on in las vegas <laughs> like is that what she's implying i don't know i that's what i'm i'm confused it sounds about. like Local people woman everything about this article in her trip everything about this article they're just like using words wrong yeah exactly all over the place Oh my God. Okay, let's, let's, here we go. Monday night, curled up in a back seat next to her sister on board a Delta flight. Alicia was asleep until it started to get warm on this side of me. In that sleepy haze, right at eye level, something unexpected. I jump up 
and I seen his private area out, so I screamed and that woke everybody on the plane up. By the time I actually looked at him and I see him shaking himself off, I'm like, this man just peed on me. <laughs> Her scream getting the attention of an off-duty officer oh. on board. And the midst of me doing all that, I looked, it was like a puddle of pee in the seat. <laughs> Alicia says the officer rushed over, restraining the man who turned out to be a well-known pastor from North Carolina. Sources tell us the pastor had an apparent bad reaction to a sleep aid. I love that, like... The pastor had a bad reaction to a sleep aid. Such an insane, yeah. <laughs> and well that as an excuse, it's just like, no. Let's look up well-known pastor, North Carolina. Oh, it's only that article everywhere. <laughs> Every so single. Well-known pastor is going to get uh, write-in votes. <laughs> It is a very tough time right now to be a Catholic in the Archdiocese of New Orleans, to say the least. Many people feel anger, betrayal, and disappointment. And I feel the same way, as do my brother priests. What has happened concerning Pat Watney and Travis Clark is unacceptable, it's sinful, and it cannot be tolerated. Let me be clear. Both were removed from ministry immediately and will never serve again in Catholic ministry. Because they're too cool. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> We're, what we're talking about is a a, pre, a pastor in, I guess, a Catholic church, a priest, Isn't a priest, yeah, had sex, uh, had a threesome on the altar of a church in New Orleans, and the Archbishop of New Orleans is I now like speaking the, the in this video. of the Archbishop's like disgust and like his like. Uh, quick response is like more than they've had for sex scandals in the past. Oh, I yeah. know completely. There's a huge, huge child sex abuse scandal rocking the Catholic Church, and all you know, no one's saying shit about it. Yeah, and, and then this like... guy has consensual sex in a threesome, um, you know, with two beautiful women and two goths, it looks like. Yeah, two goths. Yeah, exactly. Whoa. And then he's immediately, uh, you immediately get a video from, from the archbishop. <laughs> Whoa, he's so cool. He looks too. like Ben Affleck. Yeah, he looks like Ben Affleck. He's, there's, we're looking at a photo of him in, um, from the Daily Mail, classic Daily Mail shit. Uh, he's in like his pajama pants with the New Orleans Hornets shirt on. He's eating like some, uh, cool like organic food probably he's on a he's on a digital cell phone he's looking at like uh his tinder profile or something like that he's flipping through he's got no a devil may care attitude no socks no slippers no shoes he's outside yeah big, truly a devil may care priest yeah big healthy smile on the boy he's, he's yeah. a big boy he's a uh and then he's hanging around with goths professional dominatrices dixon 41 and cheng 23 they were also arrested and charged with obscenity for the indecent act, but both claim they are innocent because all parties were consenting adults, which is, which is true. exactly true. Yeah, <laughs> but wait, so have... didn't they didn't they have to didn't the archbishop say he was going to burn the altar? Regarding Travis, his obscene behavior was deplorable, 
His desecration of the altar in the church was demonic. Horrible. I am infuriated by his actions. When the details became clear, we had the altar removed and burned. Oh my God. I would consecrate a new altar. Bro, dude. <laughs> chill, like, chill out. <laughs> yeah. The guy's like the coolest. The guy's gotten you the most press ever. It's like also a 250-year-old altar from like the original church in Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. The French yeah. altar from like a master craftsman. They just burned it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Toss it and then they get like a plastic like <laughs> Ikea one. one like made out of like a mold. Yeah, yeah 3D printed. <laughs> Regarding Pat Watney, when he informed us of the sexual abuse of a minor. Okay, hold on. Pause it again. This is also, totally different. The thing about this video is that Every sentence he says is clipped, and then there's and then yeah. there's a cut, and then there's a new sentence. <laughs> it's so heavily edited. And there's like the Ken Burns kind of like fade, you know, <laughs> slow zoom. Yeah, yeah. Although he, so he's he's combining two things. He's talking about some sort of sexual abuse situation with minors, but then oh, also the wow. cool guy who is fucking and sucking with um, dominatrices. Yeah. Uh, so he's like tying them in at the same time. So it's like, that's fucked. It's insane. It's also like, I feel like the only reason he's, I mean, the reason it's demonic sex hack compared from one sex game to the other, which he probably will not call demonic. Right. Is that they had like, the women had dyed hair and like tattoos. Yeah. Right. That's not, that's not good. And they were adults. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's the, the other main point. Yeah. That's, that's the demonic aspect of it here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I immediately moved him from ministry, reported it to civil authorities, and made a public announcement. There was no prior accusation, and we knew nothing about the abuse before October the 1st, 2020. <laughs> yeah, there now he's a, like on the defensive being like, there was no prior <laughs> accusation. Right, yeah. right. He, he gets like a memo. He's like, I've never, I, I had no idea that this stuff was going on. Yeah. yeah, it's understandable, you know, that we would not un not know that it was going on. I mean, it's forgivable that what happened really, and you, when you think about it, but the other guy, he was demonic. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, that guy, uh, whatever his name is, Clark, uh, Mr. Clark. What's his first name? I don't know. So something's uh, going on with pastors in the country. Travis Clark, Reverend Travis Clark. He's the uh, hero of the week. On the show, a, a, a recurring segment that we haven't done ever. Um, and uh, yeah, a bit of a hero. Bit of a hero. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening again. We will be with you next week with uh, more um, blue men stories. Please check out Ron XC News Network Wednesday and Friday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, streaming till midnight or so. And uh, yeah, thank you very much, Devin. Thank you very much, John. Thank you. Thank you. And we will see you soon. This is the Blue Men This is the Blue Men Group. This is the Blue Man 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 Group.
This is the real